0: Hi, everybody. Kel Weinhold from The Professor is In. Welcome to the new version of our podcast. We are recording our podcast live on Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific. Make sure you're subscribed to The Professor is In newsletter to be sure and get that link if you'd like to join us live. Or you can listen to the edited version in the podcast form the following Tuesday. If you'd like to support the live or the podcast, you can head over to bit.ly slash pod v-i-t dot l-y slash o-u-r-p-o-d and help support these ongoing programs. Thanks a lot. And we look forward to hearing from you. Hi, welcome to the Professor's in Wednesday Live and subsequent podcasts. Uh, we love it when you join us at Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific for our 30 to 45-minute chat via Zoom or Facebook Live, or if you can't make either of those via the um, podcast on Tuesdays, the following Tuesdays. I am Kel Weinhold, and I am the productivity coach for The Professors And joining me one room away in a hotel in New York is... Hello,
1: I'm Karen Kelsky of The Professors and and I'm so delighted that you're here with us today. And I'm so thrilled that we are doing Facebook Live again. Yes, I know
0: how you love yourself on I Facebook, always love Live. Facebook Live. Yeah. So let's get a little bit of paperwork out of the way. If you would like to support this little project of chatting with you on a weekly basis, you can do so by going to bit.ly/ourpod O-U-R-P-O-D, and for $3.99 a month, you become a supporting member and help support the people who make this possible for us, including our amazing editor, Stephanie Blair Watts, who is an amazing editor, an amazing designer, and an amazing human. And we love her. And so if you would like to support um, us paying her, you can do so there. Now, carrying on that mm-hmm. we've gotten the paperwork out of the way. Mm-hmm. We were having a conversation today. Well, I got to give credit where credit is due. I have a, um, a group that I have coached as part of my productivity coaching. And I, and I have coached three of the four members of the group for, I think, about five years now. And um, that means that they text me now. And they were sending me a text today about a conversation going on Twitter about benefits and in particular sick leave. And I had actually been challenging them most recently to know what their sick leave was. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I want to ask today, because we're going to carry on a whole conversation about this, okay? But let's just, let's have a slow roll into it, I guess, if you want to, Karen, we can do it whatever way you want.
1: Well, I mean, the thing that popped up on Twitter was Robert May- Mann, M-A-H-O-N, uh, saying oh, honest Mahone. Question- Mahone, yeah, uh, honest question, like, what even is sick, sick leave for an academic? I have it, I accrue it, but I had to work through having COVID and being completely brain fried and miserable because the classes have to get taught and tenure depends on it and all that, so is it even usable? And um, it got you know 839 likes and 20 quote tweets and 46 retweets and a whole bunch of responses and so you know but in that by academic standards that's that's pretty viral (laughs) and people had a lot to say uh, mostly
0: you know before we go off to what a lot of people have to say I'm interested in uh, the question I asked when I retweeted it do you know what your sick leave is do you have it first of all and do you know what it is has anybody ever explained it to you because I'm Nobody ever explained my sick leave to me when I started the university Did they, they explain it to you. Mm-hmm. So that's the first question I'm interested in. Like the people who are here joining us on the webinar, the people who are on Facebook, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in knowing what you know about your sick leave. So this is we might not wait question. for the answers. So I mean, yeah,
1: me. we want to know, do you know your sick leave? Did anyone tell you, have you used it? And, you know, just basically, do you know anyone else who's used their sick leave? So we have a response on Zoom that says, I have 20 days of sick leave per year that accrues year year over year. After three months on sick leave, there is long-term disability, which is 70% of pay. And I'm currently on sick leave with an injured knee. All
0: right. That's fantastic. So someone actually knows their sick leave and uses it. So I was saying to Karen that... I knew I had sick leave when I was a, was a faculty member. When I was a professor, I knew I had sick leave. I never re- asked for it to be paid. I never took a sick leave day. If I was sick, mm-hmm. I would work around it or mm-hmm. work ho- at home sick or cancel class, but then do something else. But I never actually took the sick leave. And for me, I didn't take it because I was the whole sort of mentality of the people around me was you don't want to use your sick leave if you're not really sick, which is a twisted kind Mm -hmm. of thought. And, And the people, and people in Canada and Europe who have decent sick leave don't, don't just crush us with what do you mean? Right? So on Facebook, we have like, what do you mean you can't take sick leave? It's like, don't, don't, we're, we're just coming up for this from a sad and pathetic and terrible healthcare American system. And for those of you who are are across the world, who are listening to this podcast and saying, what are you even talking about in U S businesses? If you're lucky, you accrue something called sick leave. And it means that if you're sick, you can take a day off. You only get a certain number of days of sick leave. It's very much class-based um, about who gets sick leave and who doesn't. It's why you see folks who are in um, service jobs working through being sick because they don't get paid when they're, when they're homesick. So academics have, many, many, many academics have sick leave. So we're just trying to get at what people think about sick leave and, and challenging it. But there's a comment on Facebook that I wanted to read. Um, sick leave in academia is a joke. Yes, I have it, but I'm rarely able to use it as a non-tenured faculty. We don't get substitutes when we're quote sick. We just have to work through it. I've worked well in the hospital and worked through having a child that was born in the NICU for 16 weeks after being born prematurely, right? Somebody else says, I don't know my sick leave, but I think that that comment right there is what I, I think is the, is the crux of the sick leave issue in academia my niece is a second-grade teacher. If she gets sick and she calls in sick, they get a substitute. They call and they get somebody else to go to her class and do her work. And if the sub is lucky, the well, my niece would have them. But if the sub is lucky, there, there are lesson plans in place that they could just pick up. And if not, they're kind of expected to just do it. But in academia, if you're sick and you don't come in, you're, the thing that generates money for the university stops. Mhm. So I just think that's this is it like like you're over here with all this sick leave mm-hmm. and yet you're operating like you're don't get paid if you're right dead. as if it's like a a precarious um
1: working class job that does not have so so we're at we're working as if we don't have paid sick leave. Basically right. well, is what you're we're saying. even though in fact we have it well we have it when we're tenure line and tenure faculty um of course the person who just whose comment you just read she is a non-tenured faculty I don't know if that by if by that you mean tenure track or if you're not on the tenure stream at all um but the first person who we uh uh uh, whose comment we read basically says I'm in Canada right (laughs) so what happens if you are seriously ill or injured then
0: you go bankrupt yeah that's what we do in america when we get seriously ill or injured we go we lose our jobs and go bankrupt we're
1: the only country in the world that has hundreds of thousands of people going um have well that has medical bankruptcy first of all i think as a concept and a widespread concept
0: right and then you also have a limit on your insurance so if you are if you are have a catastrophic illness and it reaches a certain cap then it no longer gets covered
1: although i am, i thought that the aca did away with those caps Oh, did it? I
0: don't
1: know. Yeah. I don't know. But someone else on Facebook says I do not know my sick leave, and right. um, and then the person who mentioned the NICU says I have four hundred hours accrued, and I am a
0: lecturer. So yeah. So you have four hundred hours of sick leave. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing what? that 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 I want to, and not you. I don't mean you, this person. I'm just going to say let's let's say one of that's any number of us out there because I was in this category. I had a lot of sick leave accrued. Karen, I'm sure that you did too. Mm, I suppose so. Both universities, tons of sick leave accrued. Mm -hmm. But if we go back to the bottom line, there are people making choices over and over and over again to not take care of themselves because they're prioritizing the care of other people
2: Mm
0: -hmm. that they're not responsible for. Right? But they've taken on the responsibility. So the student, I'm responsible for presenting this class. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if I'm sick, I have to figure out how to do this class Mm -hmm. because I'm responsible for the class. Mm -hmm. The class is actually the university. It's like the restaurant. The restaurant, the people in the restaurant have to be served. The people in the restaurant are not my responsibility to come in and serve. Mm -hmm. they're not mine. It's my job when I get there. Mm -hmm. If I'm sick and I can't do it, the restaurant has to find a replacement. The uh, restaurant has to find a replacement. I often can make the choice that I'm going to go in because I'm not going to get paid. And that's how horrible our system is. But on the, on the, at the bottom line, there's not somebody over here saying wow, I have to go to work today because those people will be sitting in their seats and no one will bring them their food. Mm -hmm. But we've set up the teaching portion of the university to be, if you don't come and serve them in their class, they're not going to get served.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And there's no substitute system that Mm -hmm. I know of. Does anybody Mm -hmm. have a substitute system? Does anybody work at a university that has a backup if you get sick, besides you calling a friend? Anyone? Well, I mean, um,
1: uh, again, the initial person who responded has been filling in a little more information and says if it's just a day or so. I post a video, um, but I'm now off for several months, so we found people to take over for the rest of the semester. I work at a polytechnic. We use subs, so right. this person ha- is at is at
0: such an institution in Canada, right? <laughs> okay, so the Canadian has shown us out now if the Americans can tell us what's going on in the average university, what's happening for you? What are you doing when you're sick? I'm really interested. What, Here's what are you
1: doing? I work at a junior college
2: in Canada that calls subs in when teachers are sick. Canada again.
0: Yeah. We're just going to have a very long 30 minute podcast of crushing people. I'd <laughs> Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> oh, you're in Canada. I see. <laughs> oh, we have a way to solve the problem. We're in Canada. I'm. And I'm then not. a
1: couple of folks are saying, colleagues, I guess, with enough heads up, colleagues have offered, but I prefer to post a video. And then the, uh, the second Canadian says, we are fully unionized. So they have subs when teachers are sick. This is really fascinating, to be perfectly honest. And this is almost really quite embarrassing. I never once even considered that you could, that the institution would call a sub. I mean, there's a wholesale replacement if you have a catastrophic thing. I mean, of course, they do find, they find people when you, when it's like, I have to be out for the whole rest of the semester. But short of that, no, it never occurred to me that a university would find subs.
0: And what I think is interesting about that is that we have this We have this gigantic pool of people who are trying to teach college courses, adjuncts who are ready to work, but we've created no system for people to use their sick leave. Here, we're going to give you sick leave. Mm -hmm. You can accrue hundreds of hours of it, Mm -hmm. but we will create a system that makes it impossible for you to feel okay about not coming to work. Mm-hmm. Because either your class grinds to a halt and your tenure is based on your teaching evaluations, mm-hmm. which are sexist, racist, bullshit. But I mean, I guess I don't even know where to go with the conversation at this point. Cause it's like well, this is <laughs> well, you started it, I mean, because so
1: now I can go back to the thread on Twitter. And um, and and so Robert May, um Mahon, or however you pronounce his name, I just checked, and I have over 35 days of accrued sick time. that's half a semester. Who'd ever let me take? Who'd ever let me take that time even if I needed it? That would certainly send the department into chaos trying to cover teaching. Nobody would be there to supervise my students. Um, someone mentioned in the thread today, can't remember who, regarding the U.K. strike that we all become too beholden by guilt, from lack of any redundancy in academic departments, and it is so, so, so real. And then the comments, the replies are basically, you know, as Cal, you were telling me that you that people won't take sick leave because because it's like my student, but
0: I, I have to be there for my students, right? Because of right. somebody else's well being. I mean, it's this. It's like I can't take sick leave because insert someone else's well being. Mm-hmm. I can't take care of myself because someone else needs taking care of, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think, you know, somebody on, on the, the, um, on the webinar thread mentions that, that sort of conceit of the great professor, like nobody's Mm -hmm. really qualified to come in and take Mm -hmm. over for this person.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You can't just have, what would it say if you could just call it a sub for the, for the great, you know, economics professor? Yeah. What would it say? What would it say? Yeah. But there's also this idea that it's back to that vocational awe, right? There's this, you sacrifice yourself. And I feel like we've brought up Fubazi Etar's work a lot recently Mm -hmm. and maybe COVID has done it, but this whole idea of your, it's embarrassing, shameful, you're you're sort of looked down on if you don't sacrifice your health for this thing. So I'd be interested to know, like, When you're in, if you're in your job and you're non in your tenure track or you're tenured or you're an adjunct, what keeps you from taking a sick day when you're sick?
1: Well, there's actually a comment on Facebook that said, yeah, I would feel guilty. Never canceled a class despite chronic illness. And, And actually, this is reminding me now of an article I read a couple of years ago. So I don't remember the details of it at all. It was in the Chronicle. And it was basically a person saying she never took any of her personal leave time that she had, even when her father was sick and died with, you know, terminal illness. And she was his primary caregiver and, or maybe it was her husband. I'm sorry. I'm I'm forgetting details. But in any case, uh, it was a you know, a, a true life crisis. And she talks about that, that she didn't take any leave, that she just worked herself to death to try to make it work. And and then she wrote this essay afterwards saying what was sort of, what was my problem
0: at, well, in retrospect? Right. But I think it's really interesting to think about that because we see these stories And I know, you know, we all change as we learn, right? We see things sometime we think that was really cool. And then five years later, we've done enough study and reading. We're like, that was not cool at all. And I was completely in the soup to believe that that was cool. And Mm -hmm. I know that I've seen things of people like from their hospital bed, finishing their grading or from from their maternity ward doing something. and, And at different points early in my career would have thought, Oh, wow, that's really dedicated of you. That's really, way to get, way to get it taken care of before you're not there. Or
1: look at you, you superstar, you you uh, mom who's doing it all.
0: Right. Now I look at it and think, oh my goodness, tell the university to handle it. And, and, and there's, a, there's a, this is a, from, also from Facebook, this screams neoliberalism to me. Universities are businesses that lack organizational resilience when people go off sick. And employees having to make individualistic decision-making process, whether to work while sick or not, having to care for the fees paying the fee-paying students, mm-hmm. right? And there's the fear of not getting hired full-time. The whole thing is this designed to put the onus on the individual mm-hmm. and then put a fear in them constantly that, that the prize is going to be taken away. Mm-hmm. But it's all happening within the context of you have this legally usable sick leave. You can go to HR and say, "I need. I'm. I'm applying for ten days of my sick leave. Nobody's allowed to ask you a question about it. It's mm-hmm. against the law to ask you about your health mm-hmm. if it goes through HR. Remember, HR is there to protect the university, not you. Always remember that." Well, some of the Twitter replies do talk about HR and how the
1: HR really bullied, the people who used it were bullied by HR oh. and the process was completely miserable. But yeah, no, I mean, this is, I, this is just interesting. This is not a topic I've given a lot of thought to. And it is the most perfect encapsulation of Phobazi Attar's vocational awe and the cult-like idea of the academy of being something that is, that is not labor. It's not wage labor, because wage labor—if you're on the assembly line and you know you have to do build two, you know, a hundred widgets an hour—and then if you're sick, then someone else can step in there and build the hundred widgets an hour, or you know, whatever, manage the machinery that builds a hundred widgets an hour. But there's something as so esoteric about academic pursuits that they simply cannot be. Substituted. In, Substituted in in people's
0: minds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, think, I'm
1: not saying I believe that. Uh, that's just the
0: ethos that we're operating with. But I also think that that's the way that folks over here working in, quote unquote, the life of the mind can divorce themselves from the brutality of the factory or line workers. Is like, oh, well, if you're sick, someone else can replace you. Not understanding the, the actual limits in pay, limits in sick leave, brutality to keep you working no matter what. Mm -hmm. I mean, all you have to do is just barely scratch the surface of what's happening in in Amazon warehouses across the country and people's well-being and stay here while there's a massive tornado that's going to take up the building. Mm -hmm. Just really, I think it also helps people stay divorced from labor Mm -hmm. and being involved in the labor fight there.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm just stuck on this idea for myself, even at the time, because I know I worked sick, Mm-hmm. I know I redid everything to around being sick. Mm-hmm. And it was there and it was mine. Right? It's there and it's mine. But I'm not going to use it.
2: Yeah. Right. It's weird. I had two children, and I had
1: two major grants that gave me two years off and basically more or less uh the way that my kids having my kids turned out is I mostly used my grant leave time, my research leave to have the kids and um and at the time, I really sort of and I did get my book written and stuff but um but I sort of congratulated myself at the time of using you know getting this time quote unquote home with my kids getting leave from work to be able to to be there, to deal with trauma, childbirth, and having a newborn and nursing and everything. But, you know, later I look back on it and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I I used up my research leave time for stuff that should have been subsidized by the, my employer or the
0: federal government, you know? Right. Right. And so uh, here's a really interesting follow-up um, comment. I don't believe that I can't be replaced. I think that the university won't send someone to do the work. The onus is on me to do the work I miss. And and that's, we to, I mean, I've I, I thought about that a lot in terms of vacation and people taking vacation. And there's still the expectation that you're supposed to have all the work done before you leave and then make it up right after you leave. There's no adjustment in the work. There's just, So it's like work really hard and work really hard so you can have some time off. And there's this work, you know, in the U S definitely, there is this keep working while you're on maternity leave. I'm going to work on my article when I'm on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work on this when I'm on sick leave. And, and, and you have to be in a fairly major crisis. And I've coached a couple different people who are, who worked with them on navigating long-term medical leave and all that with the university. And it is not a, it's a, um, it's not a friendly environment. Mm -hmm. So when you're already sick, it's not fun. But I, and I'm really interested in the like mild case of COVID, not long haul, but you're sick. Mm -hmm. Like the two weeks of, I feel like crap, Mm -hmm. but you don't get the two weeks off.
1: Right. Right. Well, it's reminding me of a meme that goes around periodically, you know, at least once a year of um, European away messages, European versus American away messages, European away messages. I will be camping all summer. See you in the fall.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Please, please, please reach out again in the fall and uh messages i'm having kidney i'm having open heart surgery so i will be out for two hours but during that two hours when i'm under anesthesia i'm going to have you know i'll I'll be uh you know having someone collect my messages and you know respond you know relay them right. to me as soon as i come to and it's like ridiculous
0: right anyway well it's the um i mean you and i both experienced that when we. Um, when we have been to the uk and to europe to speak it's like oh we're always out on holiday and we're always so well i could just feel, i mean what was really striking for me how thoroughly i've been indoctrinated was first was like uh, well i know you're off but isn't there something that we could do while you're off and it's like no we're off i don't think i luckily ever said that out loud to people but that was my first thought and then secondly um that it's like Good grief, you're off a lot. And then I look at myself and think, what in the world are you thinking that you're actually questioning a system that gives people reasonable time off to have a whole life balance mm-hmm. instead of what we call work life balance, which just really means we don't want your life to interfere with work. <laughs> so mm-hmm. could you work and then balance out that other shit over there?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So and covid yeah.
1: has made this all so much more intense um also just because of of how many people have been sick and mm-hmm. seriously sick and also the long covid and the post viral syndrome that it has it has brought this which has existed long before covid and many many sufferers have, have, have people have suffered from it but it hasn't really you know gotten up into the public consciousness but now it is and basically what disability rights people say all the time is you're not disabled yet. If you're not right. disabled, you're not disabled yet. Right. If you're not sick, you're not sick right now. Right. Like being um, healthy and able-bodied is in a, in and of itself is a temporary state. Mm-hmm. The idea that it, that it's the norm and it's permanent and that
0: everything else is some really obscure exception is extremely strange right yeah but, but yeah you're you're challenging like the long held this particularly american investment in amnesia and else. You know, like the, the only thing in the moment that exists is right now nothing happened in the past and nothing bad will happen in the future and if i'm fine i'm fine and i'm not going to look at you're not fine because then i might have to think about i might not be fine and i'm not going to do that so we're just going to be in denial we're the we're you know the united states of denial so <laughs> It doesn't surprise me that we don't have decent health care because nobody gets sick in America. Right. The, um, and if you do, it's your fault. Right. So I, I just, I feel like we've just kind of opened up a can of worms and we're not, we're not going much further with it because I'm not sure that we can, except that I really, I really, here's the assignment that I gave the, the groups that I coach, right? Mm-hmm. So the day that the, the first time this came up a couple months ago, I asked everybody on all the different groups and individuals that I coach. I said I'd like you to go find out how much sick leave you have or how much personal leave you have. We were looking at personal leave. Cuz lots and lots of people have personal leave, meaning you can use it for whatever you need to use it for. And then you're off and then they can't contact you or you can at least set the expectation that they can't. So and I had everybody do it and they were in Europe, UK, US, you name it. And everybody came back the le- next week with an embarrassing number except for one person who had been actively using theirs all the way through. Like I have this much and I'm using it. I have this much and I'm using it. So for personal um personal time off
2: mm-hmm.
0: a, a postdoc. They are brilliant in their use of personal time off in their postdoc without apology. Mm-hmm. Arguing that it is um, part of a whole discussion around class and around hierarchy and resisting the idea that you're supposed to sacrifice. So I asked them to get that number, that PTO number. And then I challenged them to figure out how to use that PTO number up by the end of the academic year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What days were they going to officially take off mm-hmm. to say, I'm not working? Now, that's not the same as sick leave. Right. But it is just as important. Some places sick leave and PTO are the same thing. They just call it PTO at this time because they don't they because of the privacy things around calling it sick leave. Uh, right. So that's the challenge that I would give to anybody listening who's in any job anywhere. <laughs> and graduate students, I'm talking to you. Do you know what your sick leave is? If you are a TA, if you're being funded and asked to work for your funding,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what are your benefits in terms of PTO? Mm-hmm. And what's your plan what's your plan? what's your plan and, right.
1: and report back you know now Cal and I are both have a certain amount of uh, focus problem, and so this time next Wednesday will we remember to uh, ha- to to find out what you've what you learned um, if we don't ask, just tell us just say hey. Oh, I'm here to report back about my sick leave, and this is what are my personal time off, and this is my personal leave, and this is this is what we this is what I'm going to do because I really want to encourage everybody, and I know you do too, Cal. It's just oh you, my gosh, you don't I could... martyr. I mean, one of my great lines that I say in so many different contexts and so many different events, and uh, is don't martyr yourself for the institution, right? And this and I... is this is really a
0: case of that. And here's the thing cuz I want to I want to touch on the person who said, you know, the work is going to be there for me, um which is true, but I think that I think that we have to start cracking this open a little bit more thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And I, and I really want to challenge you that if you're sick or if you have a loss or if you are in a personal crisis and you need that time off. If you have a family member who's ill, if you're going through a relationship breakup, if you're if you are hurt your knee running the day before, I don't care what it is. You need that time off mm-hmm. to really think about that that is your right. It's your right to use it. It's your responsibility in terms of a, a labor solidarity to use it. Mm-hmm. But also, don't use someone else's well-being as an excuse or as a reason to not center your own. It is not selfish for you to take care of yourself and the university. So this idea that like, I have to do all this stuff. The university is not going to do it. I'm going to get back and I'm going to have to do twice as much. No, here's what you do. If the university doesn't cover what you cover you, if they don't find a sub, if they don't have a plan, cut down the class, Mm -hmm. go in and say, Listen, I had to miss 2 weeks. We don't have a system here for a substitute, so we're taking out these next two sections. You can go ahead with the reading, but we're going to move on to this or we're going to move this assignment to this or we're going to cut down this, but do you do the cuts? Mm-hmm. If there isn't a system, you say me first, mm-hmm. then you, not me heartbroken, me grieving, me injured, me sick, right? And then I'm going to be right here to be present for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yeah. And I here's do. a comment that, that I think speaks to it. And this is, I think, the reality. Anyway, I'll read this comment. I cared for someone dying in my home from complications of COVID. I did not take any time off because as an adjunct, I was scared of not getting my class assignment and tuition reduction for my graduate program the next semester. Guess what? For the first time in five years, I did not get the class. The department had cut over 30 classes. My two chronic illnesses are no better off because I made unhelpful choices from a place of fear. I now know better. All this is to say, this is such a helpful conversation, centering my own wellbeing is my job, thank you. And I am always heartbroken when we learn lessons the hard way, right? I would love for all of us, myself included, to learn the lesson before the stomach punch. <laughs> like I like to see the punch coming duck and go, oh, I'm not gonna do that. But I'm really sorry about that. And it is such a lesson that there's trying to control what a university is gonna do by working extra is the path to ruin.
1: I have two thoughts. First, I want to read um, the comment from one of our followers who has written a lot in different contexts about their non-academic, their transition out of the academy. And so they're writing here, for my non-academic job, I get 40 hours sick leave per year that accrues year to year. I started a two-weeks PTO plus additional 20-hour floating holiday, and now I'm up to three weeks a year of PTO plus floating holiday. Everyone told me going non academic would mean I had less free time as but as someone who is sick a lot, I have so much more time for me. And I and I think that's an amazing point. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Because I actually do think that that is, that that is one of the incredible benefits of a non-academic job is that you are operating outside of that weird, amorphous, ambiguous, gooey, academic space where you don't know what is work and what is not work because everything is completely enmeshed.
0: So, right. And um, and in that gooey space, there are people sick all the time. You know, there are, you know, you have your colleagues home with the, before COVID people were home with a cold, they were home with the flu, they were home with a sick kid. So there's this whole culture of being sick, but not being off work, Mm -hmm. right? You know, they're there, they're answering their email, they're doing, Oh, I got to be home today. The kid's sick but I'm going to do this. Oh, I have this cold. So I'm not going to be in my classes until tomorrow. So you're sort of fuzzing the edges all over the place. Mm -hmm. And in the process, never actually can say, I'm off work and I'm not going to answer you or fix this or grade that or do this. So there's just no off switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, even if the professor is in, like, I have an executive assistant who schedules my days uh, now, and sometimes, like, I'll say I'm going to be on spring break, and then I'll look at my calendar, and there will be a bunch of things scheduled, <laughs> and then I really do have a minute where I'm like, "Well, it's just one thing a day; I can do that." And then I'm like, "No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm really, if I'm going to, um, if I'm going to, if I'm if I'm going to call it a spring break and and tell our clients that it's a break, then I am going to take a break and I need it and everybody needs it. And as someone earlier on Facebook said, this is, uh, it is better to model good boundaries for your students, which is, you know, that, that as well, by the way, I, but the second thing I wanted to say when Kel, when you were explaining what someone should, should do, um, is like, okay, so I was sick. We missed two weeks. Therefore I'm going to cut two weeks out of the syllabus. If if nobody has actually said this, but I know some people are probably thinking it that there would be students who would go and complain to your department head Mm -hmm. and say, well, we were cheated because they got sick. And why should we suffer? Because they're sick. And, and who's going to be believed the tuition paying student or the, or the faculty member, you know, it's going to be the tuition
0: paying student. And this is why somebody I was talking to today said, I think there's a class action suit sitting here waiting to happen. Yeah. That that, that if they they came back to the, if if the department came back to the faculty member and said, what did you do? And the faculty member said, I was sick and I have a right to sick leave and there's no system to cover it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a class action suit across the country of un, you know, inaccessible sick leave.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Hey, university administrators, who just heard that? I know you operate by threat. (laughs) I know you operate by worry about what your liability is. It's there. Your liability is huge. So I, anyway, I, I just, I just want to keep, you know, Michael, keep pushing for you first. And I'm, I'm not talking about being selfish, stomping over the other people. I'm saying, don't sacrifice yourself for a job that won't love you back. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you this one other thing, just, this is entirely personal. We we run two halves of a small business. Karen runs her half as one small business. So I have mine. The other half. We don't have sick leave. We don't have we don't, we we work when we don't work. We don't get paid. So. Take your sick leave for us. Just come write to me and say, Hey, I know you can't, I know you can't pay yourself sick leave, but I just took off some time just for you. And I'll be so happy. I'll be, okay, I'll that's be like, I'll that's be. like I got that's like I got sick leave paid, man. You wrote to me and said, I took off two days in your honor today. i right. will be like, Yes, I would do love it. it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so
1: there. I, maybe yeah. that'll help. Maybe that'll help. You you're still you're you're doing a good, you're doing a mitzvah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what
0: you're doing. You're doing it for somebody else. Hey, Cal took sleep. We pour you I'll be like, there you go. The world is getting a little bit more on its axis. <sighs> All right. Thanks for Thank joining us. Thank you, everybody. I really, really appreciate your comments. And this is a, this is a, this is worth unpacking. So I would really appreciate thoughts or comments and we'll continue to read Robert Mayhomes and Robert, if you hear this and we are giving various pronunciations to your name, it is M-A-H-O-N. Thank you very much for the beginning of the conversation. Appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.